Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy one minute at a time. Today we're covering minute 94, quite possibly 94. the greatest missing the point minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And I'm Tierney Steele. I did just make a Star Wars minute reference, but I was alone. Was <laughs> well, I knew it. I left the pause there for those in the know. And apparently only 50% of the people in this podcast know what's going on. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for your... him today, so it's all yes. good. Uh, yes, I am Tierney Steele. I am a podcaster. I listen to Star Wars Minute. Haven't been on yet. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, just saying. Uh, but I have done a few Movies by Minutes podcasts, and this summer I'm doing a podcast about a league of their own, which oh, you guys I ble- have been on. Yes, I believe that's about baseball, a sport which used to exist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were on that, and who cares what Jeff Hamill's opinion is on it, just so oh, you know. Oh, just, yeah, please. <laughs> that was yes. amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that much shade could come out of my computer. <laughs> I know. It's like they listen to the podcast and listen to how I treat you. How dare they? <laughs> All right. Well, minute 94 uh, starts with sad Holden and ends with Holden bracing to start his pitch. So do you know what song was playing over the end of this scene? Because I didn't go back and rewatch the whole movie today, but it definitely sounds like it is a sad version. Well, it's... It, sad version it sounds like carly simon's coming around again oh my god it's been stuck in my head since you sent me these minutes (laughs) but it sounds like not that song but the type of song they would play on lifetime because they can't get the rights to that song right good point yeah it's like it's close but not too close (laughs) i i have zero sympathy for holden but i grew up in the connecticut version of here's where i grew up we were very adamant that we were bridge trash, not tunnel trash, and it was better. I mean, just to show you <laughs> the level of snobbery going on in Fairfield County, Connecticut. This playground, I've been to this playground. This is the playground I grew up on, except it should be like the beach behind, not a river. Like, it just, I, yeah. I really well, feel these swings in my heart. <laughs> uh, well, I think more around our area, Chris, is the most common thing you hear is, what do you think it better than me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we, we grew up, uh, Chris is from the lowlier part of Philadelphia, so he's got that going on. And I'm from Jersey, so I get the squash between New York and Philly thing. So we're getting pooped on by everybody. Yeah. Um, is there any reason why they dressed Ben Affleck like the Grimace in this scene? <laughs> I That has to be good from Goodwill, right? That sweatshirt? <laughs> it would have been an improvement, honestly. <laughs> I, this is the first time you're having, I'm, I, thank you so much for having me on, by the way. This movie was so important to me growing up in my love and then my hate and then my confusion and then my hatred and then a little bit of love, but very specific. And it's just more that as an adult now, I don't feel sympathy for Holden, even in this moment. Like you see him doing his little leg. I've made a decision. I'm getting up. I'm leaving behind my childhood in these swings. And just like, but you're still wrong, dude. Yeah, he's- Good. So you're on my side. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I got news for you. If There should be no one, no one who's on hold. I, okay, True. I take that back. If you're like 15, you might still be on Holden's side at this point. Right. 
going, yeah, I don't know. What's his problem? Like, what's the matter with that girl? Yeah, okay, maybe you're still on his side because you're an idiot. <laughs> um, I started thinking about something later on. Maybe Kevin Smith is a genius, and we're just not aware of it because I don't know if you've ever read Catcher in the Rye, but everybody says the same thing about it. You read it when you're young, and you're like, this movie, this, this book has changed my life. I totally understand this guy. And then you read it when you're like age past 30, and you're like, this guy's a piece of crap, and I hate everything about him. <laughs> I think we talked about that once before yeah. on this. So, like, maybe holding in this movie is exactly that. If you watch it young enough, you're on his side, at least more, maybe not completely, but, like, you see where he's coming from, yeah. where now all I see is how many opportunities this moron had to stop the bleeding. And I told Chris a few weeks ago that I thought it was beyond repair. I was wrong. Even up to and including this week, this idiot could still pull out of this dive. I mean, he's not going to. He's going to steer yeah. right into it. <laughs> I honestly do think he could have pulled out. Right off there. Yeah. Like, he might have to do some damage control. He might end up losing one of these people. But, like, he's still got a shot here. For her to even show up at his apartment to have this yeah. conversation shows that he still had some kind of chance. I yeah. was shocked. Uh, when I rewatched this a couple months ago for the first time in years, first of all, I don't know if I was ever on Holden's side. I think I was 100% just Team Alyssa. Whatever she wanted to do was right. But I do remember at one point having that speech about the painting memorized and thinking it was romantic. And then I watched <laughs> it as an adult and was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. It's got – there's all that kinds of weird shit going on in that scene. You're like <laughs> – So, yeah. But I – I, I will give it this. It still has a place in my heart. It is still important to me. And the Foley work in this minute is beautiful. Oh. So that's in the plus column. I'll tell you something that caught my eye watching it a minute at a time is before it cuts to them on the couch, when you get a shot of the table. The erector set table? Yeah, the, with like two <laughs> bottles of champagne and three glasses sitting there. Oh, that's a fucking... That's a bold flex right there. <laughs> yeah, he's ready for it. Because he's so dumb. <laughs> he honestly thinks this is going to go well. He's that dumb. He has lit candles to set the mood. He actually expects it to happen tonight, right? Like right yeah. now. Like right now. Like, yeah. listen, not to be gross about it, but there's many variables that could make sex not appealing at this point. <laughs> like, first of all, like even people... Yeah. Well, even if anybody's down for that, like... Not, that doesn't mean you're – you may be up for the thing of like, okay, yes, I'm willing to maybe get into a re- some sort of weird relationship with both of you, but maybe we don't jump. This is Holden's whole problem. Like it doesn't jump to the sex right then. You know, you can just be like, well, maybe we should hang out a little bit first. But his answer is like – because he thinks this is a sitcom. So he's like, well, we have to bang right now because we've only got 22 minutes to wrap this up. <laughs> Which is true right now. He doesn't have that many minutes left. So Also uh, – <laughs> In the current climate, the first thing I thought when I see them sitting on the couch is, that's good social distancing, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're doing true social distancing because they don't want to be near each other. (laughs) Right. And can you blame her, really? I I was fascinated because I remembered going through a phase, and I think I mentioned this when I was on Mallrats. I had very complicated feelings because I thought Jason Lee was hot, and then he played these assholes, and I, like didn't know what to do with my little teenage feeling. <laughs> so I was like, I want to make out with you, but also you're awful. And this movie was probably the hardest of that. And I came down on, 
well, Panky's actually the most interesting character because he's so <laughs> flawed and he has all this internalized homophobia because of his feelings. And it's just like, and then now watching it in my 30s, I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get into his homophobia and how his idiot friend thinks oh, he's going to pull that out of him. Oh, we will. <laughs> <laughs> so they show a full uh, shot of this apartment. Where did the table bar thing come from that he has the glasses on? He must have brought that out from somewhere. Yeah, he got it out of the closet or something. Yeah. I, I do like this apartment. And like I said, the awkward noise of him pulling the chair over. <laughs> you hear like the creaks when they're looking. When you're looking at the table, you hear a couple of creaks on that floor. And it's just like, oh, yes, this is someone's crappy first apartment. <laughs> Where right. it's like, there's only two pieces of furniture. So if you want to sit somewhere else, you have to move it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I do like that. The scene was never written, but I feel like a lesser director would have included the scene that you 100% don't need, and that's the scene of him getting these two to get here. Right. Um, you could have very easily had a scene where he had to talk Alyssa into getting there and talk Banky into getting there, maybe trick them both into getting there, and they both show up and go, oh my goodness, the other person's here. I'm very glad that scene doesn't exist. Well, no doubt in my mind he would have lied to both of them to get them but there because like, he's a liar. Oh, a dip, but it been like, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like five to ten minutes you don't need. Yeah, and it's in a lot of movies, and like honestly, it doesn't matter. It's they're, they're, they're here. It doesn't matter. Tells you everything you need to know yeah. about how this evening has been going so far. <laughs> their body language, and like they're gonna get out about two lines, and that's all you need, and you know exactly where they're at. <laughs> I yeah, I just I can't believe how dumb Banky is. <laughs> <laughs> but here's I can almost take Banky. Like Banky hasn't changed. He's been this way the whole time. Holden's the one that just oh my God, I, to say he can't read the room is almost giving him too much credit. Holden isn't aware there is a room that he is in yeah. that he should apparently. Here's the problem. He starts off with something that makes sense, but he blows past it and doesn't acknowledge it. He says, um, uh, something about you both being here, even though I have shit to settle with each of you separately. Yes, exactly. You have shit to settle with them separately, you moron. Why are they both here? <laughs> like, who's like, I'm having problems with my girlfriend, and I'm having problems with my best friend. Let me get them both in a room together. Well, he's trying to kill two birds with one stone, like Banky says. Yeah. <laughs> the most selfish man alive, possibly. And that's not true. I, like you said, current social distancing, current political climate, there are worse men. I will yeah. give him that. But he's still not a great guy. He's so yeah. selfish that he honestly, he has come up with an idea that we are going to hear more about this week. And he has decided he's right. And therefore saw no reason to consider anyone else's point of view. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's just going to steamroll people this whole week. Because even though Alyssa is the least offense, least offending party that's here, uh, Banky is the second one. Why, he is an asshole. Like, he's putting his feelings out on Front Street. Like, he is not hidden this the whole time. And I don't think he gets into it this minute because he, he just says, telling her to fuck off while I'm here. No, right. because he, she says... Fuck you, and he says, "Not even if you let me tape it." Yeah, not yeah. even let me videotape it. All right, I have questions about that. Now, for years, I think when he says that, when he just goes, "Not if you let me videotape it," I assumed he was just being the usual scumbag guy that's just like, "Well, of course, I want to have a videotape of me and you having sex." It's only later when I was like, "Is he specifically referencing?" She says earlier that she had sex. Oh with, um, yeah, with uh, what's his face from Fashionable Male, the other Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck, oh. and that he videotaped it. Does he know about that? Because if so, that's even shittier than I he thought. He does give her a weird look after he says it, too. Not even yeah. if, if you let me, but he really does give her like a sideways glance. And you, 
I 100% believe that once Binky started investigating Alyssa's past sexual sex life, which none of his business, but uh, he would 100% have taped down that track yeah. down that videotape and probably watched it. <laughs> yeah, th- there's a world of difference between saying something to somebody like, "Yeah, well, why don't you just go, you know, have sex with you, like your husband's best friend?" If you're just throwing that out there, that's one thing. If you know that happened. And you're doing it yeah. like you're intentionally cutting them like that. You're being a dick. You're being a total yeah. dick. <laughs> That's like you have access to information you're not supposed to have and you're hitting below the belt. This is why. Well, he's done that already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's still my hero, though, because she like I think her only line in this minute are those two words. She just goes, fuck you. Like her just yeah. complete like, I'm not dealing with you. I don't have to deal with you. <laughs> I was yeah. dealing with you because you were my boyfriend's best friend, but guess what? I'm done trying. <laughs> See, and the annoying part is like they act like they're the first ones who have ever had this problem where there's a girlfriend and a best friend who don't like each other. Forget the whole lesbian angle. Who cares? Like, just yeah. you're running the middle relationships. <laughs> this shit happens all the time. I mean, it's very easy to manage this. Just keep them away from each other. Yeah, that's easy at first, though. But then after, like, it gets serious, then the the friend always gets pushed away. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, that's what happens. That's it's life. That's a sucky thing, but it's true. Like, right. one of those relationships is going to suffer. And if you right. just keep dating that person, it's going to have to be the friendship. Exactly. He, he, uh, we'll get into it later, but, like, he even brings up the business. Like, they have crap going on between them. Oh. They needed to work out right. before Alyssa ever showed up in their lives. See, that's, they're see, not, that's the... Yeah, that's the extra. We'll talk about that next minute. That's the extra okay. bump to their relationship is they have a business relationship too. Yeah, they're not just friends; they're p- business partners. Yeah. yeah, you know what's better than being friends and business partners is mixing some other weird shit into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 that'll help. Let's do all that and have sex together. That sounds like a good idea, Holden. You stupid idiot. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of a business relationship being ruined by something like that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I mean, because just, I mean, and they live together. They're friends. They yeah. live together and they run a business. The fact there's, that they haven't fallen apart already is amazing. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing that could go wrong with this. I honestly don't think Alyssa is involved in this at all. <laughs> <laughs> the, her, the only thing that her showing up here and still being here after she saw Banky means that she, for some reason, thinks she can make it work with this idiot. Yeah. Well, that was, her, that was her, her, her biggest flaw from the beginning of the movie. I can't believe she showed up at all. I, I know. cannot believe all the shit he said to her like two or three weeks ago. I would have never shown up for this. Yeah, she he would have never saw me again after the, after the hockey thing. That would have been the end of that. Because yeah. <laughs> I would say how much you're willing to take is usually in relationship to how long the relationship has been. Like if you've only been dating somebody for like a month or two and they flip out and shit all over you, you're like, I'm out. Yeah, you this know. is only going to get worse. Well, because it only gets worse as the time goes well, by. Well, you know how it is. If you're three years in and the person's never done that before and then they suddenly do it, you're like, okay, well, maybe something's wrong. Right. We can figure this out. Yeah, one or month, two or two in, you're like, I'm not figuring anything out except for eject. <laughs> it's not like he was a everyday part of her life before all this. Like, it, it is hard if you've been friends with someone forever and then you hook up and then they freak out and then it's over. There are friendships where it's like, oh, crap, I'm going to see this person at every party for the rest of, well, you think for the rest of your life. Spoiler alert. And if you're under 30 and listening to this podcast, it's not for the rest of your life. Get out now. <laughs> Run away from these people. Yes. It feels like, well, I'm always going to have to see them, so we might as well like get to the point where we can stand being in the same room together. But that's not what Alyssa was 
with these guys. Like, they were aware of each other's existence vaguely. She just goes back to New York and she never has to think about Holden again. Yeah, they they might run into each other, what, once, twice a year? All she like get, some sort of comic book thing. <laughs> All she can do is stay off the bridge and stay out of the tunnel and she'll be fine. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. So if he's... let's Okay, so put yourself in Holden's position. You have two, and you're assuming, I would assume, you're only going to save one of these relationships, probably. Maybe you can hold on to the other one. But So if you want to be completely mercenary about it, you're like, well, I'm going to keep my relationship with Banky. I've known him longer. He's my business partner. You cut Alyssa out of your life. You try to let her down easy even though it's been your fault pretty much for everything you just say at this point you could just say listen i'm very sorry you know i really liked you but i can't handle it you know this isn't going to work it's completely my fault i realize that and then she can walk away and there's no real problem for her and you've been a big boy and now you can stay friends with banky or you can decide that you love Alyssa, and you say i'm staying with her and you tell banky either fucking live with it or walk away and that's it i mean i've had i've almost basically been told that before of like yes i'm gonna be with this person so you can tell me everything you don't like about it now and then shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) and then like i don't want to hear about little barbs all the time i don't want a little chirps coming all the time nope once we're together shut up about it i I, when i was in college my best friend from high school went to the same college as me but we never lived together in fact i don't think we ever lived in the same like complex but we were at the same school we stayed friends just not as close her roommate junior year started dating a guy and we were hanging out all the time at this point because we lived right across the street from each other and i was like she's great this is so wonderful i'm so glad you found someone to live with and her boyfriend was the worst uh the day he met his girlfriend's roommate and friends he wore a shirt with a bleeding crucifixion scene that said jesus died for our sins to dinner Oh, this was our introduction to this man. (laughs) That would have been my last supper with him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She directed a play that semester. He didn't go because he had to study. He was not a good boyfriend. Oh, my God. He sucked. And we told her he sucked. And then he told her that she had to move out from living with Jerry because Jerry was gay and going to hell. And she couldn't, his girlfriend couldn't be living with someone like that. Oh, this and guy sounds like a charmer. Multiple interventions saying, hey, this guy sucks and you deserve so much better. We will help you find better. No, 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 no. They ended up getting married. Oh, yeah. I said, congratulations on your wedding, and I never said anything again. Because at that point, you're obviously not going to listen to me. (laughs) Jerry can handle it. They have not spoken in years. And uh, to be fair, I don't blame her. Like, at some point, like I said, you just got to cut people out of your lives and be like, well, that, that friendship is over. I've got some good memories. I've got some bad memories. And I'm moving on with my life because I don't need to deal with this shit. I do not blame her. However, every so often she'll be like, yeah, and I don't talk to her anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but because you tell her her husband sucks. Like, what part of this are you not getting after 15 years? See, that's why family is so much worse. Because (laughs) family you can't get rid of. You still have to see them on holidays and shit. Yeah. uh, So like, like I'm close to her, but I have had a conversation. She was like, it was really nice. Like, she was so grateful that I called and talked to her. And I was just like, 
oh, I'm the only one who was just like willing to not say anything for Ugh. 20 minutes and talk to you about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure Chris has been there. I've had this before when we're going to events where there's people I don't like. And my oh, wife yeah. knows that where I start getting the talk before we get in there. <laughs> just like you watch your mouth and we're in there. Don't you dare say anything to this person or that person. You stay away from them. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll be good. And then like that person starts talking to me and like I start turning bright red. My wife's like, oh, let's go do something else. Let's go over there. <laughs> this like, happens all fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm not it's talking like, to him, but you. <laughs> yeah. It's like the asshole of the group can just like sense my presence and is like, I'm going to come over and start saying annoying things. <laughs> I'm going to come over and I'm going to do the look. We all know the look as they look around to see if anybody's around. You're like, oh my God, what's this idiot going to say? <laughs> and then like, like the most racist or sexist or whatever. Or just talk about their yeah. spouse. And I'm just like. You guys analyze <sighs> Kevin Smith movies. You've heard shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife mouths to me from across. Take it in, uh, he's critiquing this stuff. <laughs> Usually that's what my wife mouths to me from across the room. Just please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very lucky in that at the time in college, and this is also when I was hanging out with a lot of people who have, let's just say, different political opinions than me. And... I kind of didn't know enough to really stand up to them at that point. And by the time I had strong enough opinions and felt like confident enough in my own, like not to say research, but just like my own knowledge of the world where it's like, no, I'm going to say something to this a-hole. It's like, <laughs> oh, I can just mute them on Facebook. I don't hang out with like, because these are horrible people. I don't hang out with them anymore. <laughs> like they can just be gone from my life. God. But yeah, I know what you mean. When you feel stuck, it's the worst. And I can't imagine, like, the fact that she stayed, I kind of wonder, like, what did Alyssa think this was going to be going into it? Or is there, like, is there some part of Alyssa that's just like, I just want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. What well, what does this idiot have planned? What could he possibly think he's going to say that's going to no, make this happen? It pisses me off because in this minute, I want it to be that Alyssa thought she was coming here for her apology and breakup. Like, well, someone who's going to drag out the breakup and have to do it in person and not just let you ghost. But like, all right, fine. It might bring some closure. Well, and that, but, but she says things in the next minute that it's like, no, that's not, damn it. Well, my question is, what do you think happens if he doesn't do this? He just throws himself at the mercy of both of them. He just says, I'm so sorry for what I did to both of you. I've treated you both like shit. I'm sorry that you're having problems with each other. I want to stay in both your lives. Alyssa, I love you. Banky, I love you as a friend. Now, you've totally turned it around on them. Because now you're making them have to make the decision of right. what to do. <laughs> yeah. That would be a pretty good way to go about this, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. So Holden won't do that. No. No, he, he does not have that in him. At least Holden at this point doesn't have it in him. I think Holden a year after, the, like the last two minutes of this movie, does. Holden we see 20 years from now, does. Right. Yeah, he's he even though he's like 29 years old, he's essentially you know, 19 years old. Holden in this movie, if there's an easy way to do it, he's the furthest away from that easy way to do it. That's what yeah. he is in this movie. Yeah. Well, Chris and I have talked about it. He's now, once again, I said he just said a smart thing about how he should have dealt with them separately. He's gotten at least, what, three or four people, Chris, have given him advice of what to do. Oh, yeah. And he just doesn't do it. Yeah. And it's good advice, too. And he's still... Why do people not listen to Silent Bob? How is all of New Jersey in this universe not figured this out by now? <laughs> yeah. He didn't listen to Silent Bob. He doesn't listen to Hooper X. He doesn't listen to himself. Even, when he had... even Jay was giving him knowledge. You know, even Jay was giving him good advice compared to what he does. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I could, I could yeah. see that. What the JJ was like, uh, so what? You know, that's good. Now you know she got it out of her system or something like that. Yeah. Well, he said that she had this crazy, you know, love life before him. And he was like, well, that's good. Now she settled for you. Right. She's got all that out of her system. God, the diner's so yeah. good. Yes, because. Like, what are you complaining about? Yeah. yeah Jay's just a pragmatist. He's like, oh, good. Then she's all good then. <laughs> all right. I so. Say, I think the only person in this movie, and I know it's not my minutes, the only person in this movie who truly has their act together is Hooper Act. Hooper. Hooper's, I oh, Hooper is yeah. the only one. Amazing. He's the only one who is 100%. He's got, he knows who he is. He knows how he wants his life to be. I would say the next closest, unless you're counting Jay and Silent Bob, who know exactly who they are, <laughs> is, is Alyssa. And even she, I think if you could talk to a fictional Alyssa, would say she's not all the way there yet, obviously. Yeah. Because she's still, like, moving around a little bit. She was yeah. she was still reticent to tell Holden about, like, that she had been with men before, which is not great. But it's still, like, that's, like, a minor. That's, like, a level one sin compared to, like, the bullshit that he pulled. And I feel like the, the pass I will give Alyssa is that she realizes when she made a mistake. She's like, oh, I did that wrong. <laughs> Holden, until and- literally the last scene of this movie, has no freaking self-awareness whatsoever right oh if there's anything this week's gonna prove is that the man has no self-awareness at all from the beginning i thought it was wrong that she did that to him but now i realize that he couldn't have handled it anyway so you know he couldn't have handled that she had been with men that's the uh cut to written and directed by george lucas version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him what happened and then yeah <laughs> whole movie's 20 minutes long <laughs> all right well i'm gonna call the credits on this minute it's not like the next minute's gonna change locations or anything so <laughs> so tyranny why don't you tell the fine people out there where they could find you ah yes they can find me on social media at one steel sister o-n-e-s-t-e-e-l-e-s-i-s-t-e-r and that's also my dot com which has links to my podcasts and writing Anytime you're ready, Chris, for God's sake. <laughs> we are the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on DuelingGenre.com. You can find us with Tierney here on MoviesByMinutes.com. Um, pay close attention to the Star Wars Minute. They're the ones who started all this. You got anything else, Jeff? No, Chris. Did anybody ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? Oh, that was a compliment. <laughs>